Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Cinematic Universe, a podcast all about comic book movies and TV. I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and joining me are... James Hunt. Reese Williamson. Reporting for duty. And uh, this week, um, we are going to be going deep on episode one of Obi-Wan with Reese. Reese, what did you think of episode one of Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> um, uh, um, it's a fair question. Um, okay, I... that was episode one of Obi-Wan Kenobi with Reese Williamson. We'll see you next week. Still might do it. Goodbye. Still might do it. <laughs> Uh, we'll be looking at all the latest right. comic book movie right. and TV news. Um, Don't obviously drag my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, 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 and do you know what? We've, we've got a huge amount of, of news to get through. Uh, so let's dive straight into it. Um, and we're going to go kind of like newest to oldest. So this is the stuff that has... We're going to start off the podcast with the stuff that's literally broken the last couple of days and end it with stuff that you've known about six weeks. Um <laughs> Lady Gaga Here we go. is in talks to play Harley Quinn in Joker 2, which is a musical. Give it the full title. Full title, Joe. <laughs> what Joker. is it called? I don't know. No, what's it called? It's called, like, oh, I thought you had it up. It's, Joker uh, 2 Musical Boogaloo. Joker Cage Fall or something, right? What is it? It's French, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's a French subtitle. Folie adieu. Folie adieu, yeah. Which What's apparently is French for the madness of two. So it's like okay. a, like yeah. a French phrase. Uh, and that's we really should have. I don't think enough people, you know, he was giving us all the clues, Mr. Policeman. He really was in that first image. We should have, it was probably clear that it was a Harley Quinn movie, but alas, alas. Um, Big news. I, Big day. Big I, week. I, read the, I read this news and I was like, Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. Okay, a musical. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure all the people who loved this the first billion dollar movie are furious. Okay, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I kind That's of like. Of... I've got. I'm, I'm doing a 180 on Todd Phillips. I'm all in for the Joker. See you. Like, uh, yeah, this yeah, sounds great. I don't think. I don't You're think I've gone in. quicker. Gen- genuinely, I don't think I've gone quicker from like. Why would you make a, a sequel to that piece of crap? To okay. Sure, show us what you got. I kind of, I kind of want to see that movie. I yeah. didn't. I mean, I, I, I don't like Joker. I don't think it is like you know, um, 
I don't think it is like uh, without its merits, but I do think it's a it's a bad movie that kind of uh, in, in its second half certainly pulls on all of the, the least in, interesting strings that the first half sets up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're gonna make a sequel to that movie, putting Lady Gaga in it and making it a musical <laughs> is, is the way to get me in. I just think that sounds fun. I think it sounds. Um, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be nonsense, but it sounds fun. It, it cannot fall prey to the same failings as the first under these circumstances. Here's here's a fun little wrinkle in the story that I thought was um, was was um, a, a, a potential Joker card, if you will. Um, <laughs> Quacking Phoenix has not yet closed his deal to reprise his role, <laughs> so he's not he's not signed on for multiple movies, um, which. Oh, don't don't you kind of hope that they get someone else? <laughs> not not because Joaquin Phoenix isn't. I don't think he's like. I don't think I, I I wasn't you know signing up to the Oscar campaign in that first movie. But I don't think he's bad. Um, but I just think it would be hilarious again to see like uh, them go. Oh shit! Uh, new actor? Yeah, fine. Yeah, em- embrace I, the chaos. I genuinely think that the Joker should never be played twice by the same person. I Ooh. think that should be a thing we agree. It's not fucking Hamlet. Come on, as a no, culture. No, no, no. I think, no, no. I think the unpredictability oh. of the Joker is every time he turns up, he's someone different, and just get it, as many people as you can to play him. Obviously, Cesar Romero did it on more than one occasion between the TV and the. <laughs> yeah, and the, and but that was all one performance. Um, he was, he was never Jared, out of character. I guess Jared Leto, right? <laughs> the, Jared Leto is the only person to turn up in two different films because, playing the same Joker. And is that because of the Snyder Cut? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is non-canon, so it doesn't count. Um, Quack, I think Quacky Phoenix sing. That's another question. question. Hopefully not. Do you think this is? Do you think this is like a like a like a negotiating tactic that that, that Phoenix is like? Hey, I want to. Uh, they're giving me a quote. I want a bit more to to Phillips. And Phillips is like, okay, we'll announce it basically, but also uh, announce that you haven't got a deal yet. Put and then with that Gaga thing, put some heat on Warner Brothers, and then we'll get your bigger number, and maybe we'll get the budget. You know, get a bigger number for the budget as well. It's possible, isn't it? That that stuff has happened because he read. You know, there's the the pic of it, the, the the picture announcement was him reading the script, and and it looked real. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, so so he, they wouldn't have he wouldn't have been okay with Todd Phillips putting that out there if. If he wasn't essentially Team Joker two, and it's just a, and it's just the the devils in the details, um, yeah. Uh, and on the on the Gaga side, you know, you you know she's 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 made interesting choices in her film career so far. You know, I, I, you know, um, House of Gucci isn't amazing, and she isn't amazing in it, but it probably isn't the kind of movie you'd predict she would have made off of A Star Is Born. And the Star Is Born similarly is well, no, Star Is Born probably is a, is the kind of movie you'd you'd think uh, pop star of that sort of stature would have as her first foray into film. And I guess I the, the surprise was just how well. yeah how yeah. how good she was in yeah. it. And so and so I kind of I benefit I probably don't benefit from the doubt Todd Phillips, although I like <laughs> it more than you guys did, and I probably don't benefit from the doubt Joaquin only because this feels to me like he's he just. He's like, I can make, so, I could make so much money with, I, you know, I'm not gonna do ten, but I'll, I will do a second one, and I'll make, I can really make proper bank. Uh, but I, I give, I think I give Gaga the benefit for the doubt that this could, this could be, you know, she could, this could be fun and interesting, and I, I, uh, I'm not, I, I worry that, I hope now that they've set people's expectations up that because mu- musical doesn't always mean people singing, I think. 
I think musical can be a bit a bit looser than that. But they, I think that they have set the, the expectations that this is the Joker and Harley Quinn singing. I don't think it's. I don't think it will necessarily be that. You know, in some ways, My... Star is Born is like most of those songs are performed by characters performing songs in the world of the movie. But that is also that is a musical. So there are there are different, slightly different shades of that word, that genre. My worry is that it's going to be. Uh, all Gary Glitter jukebox musical. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, <laughs> I um, why I think uh, Gargoyle seems like a good fit for this is so I haven't seen House of Gucci, but um, I think what what came across more than anything in her Oscar campaign, which right she was probably like sixth or seventh in that race um, for a nomination. So. Um, uh, she's she's had a pretty like prestigious career so far, fledgling movie career. But what came across in that campaign is just how um, all sometimes cringe-inducingly earnest she is, um, mm. and how seriously she's taking this. And you know, some of those roundtable Q and As where you could see the other actors almost like sniggering at her, like she was a first year film student or theatre kids, you know, try, t- trying to figure out all of the exercises and, and and taking it all a little bit too literally and a bit too seriously and not quite getting how to, how yeah, to but... operate in that world yet. That seems perfect for <laughs> yeah. Joker, which is, yeah. you know... Which you know is, which is Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> well, 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 Joaquin Phoenix, who just in, entirely, you know, commits these roles. And Todd Phillips, I think, who, you know... Really, 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 <laughs> truly believed he was making a Scorsese level movie, yeah. and I think you know after that movie won the Golden Lion and Joaquin mm. Phoenix won Best Actor, and it made a billion. He was dollars. kind of he was kind of proved right. Well, I don't think he was proven right, but I think he will. I think that delusion will have continued to exist <laughs> in his mind that he made a you know taxi driver level all-time classic does that, does that mean this is his new york new york then <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it might, it <laughs> might be right? oh god oh that's you know you, yeah you know how you feel bad I, I wonder whether the person comes off badly or could come off badly from this or you feel a bit sorry for not that you need to but is maybe margot robbie because you kind of yeah. i wonder whether if either of those three the three times she's been in movies or if she'd have really got on her own star vehicle she really could have put a just really put a stamp on that character, on her version of that character. Whereas you wonder whether Gargoyle's just going to come along and go, basically go way bigger, and it'll be R-rated, so she can do all of the violence, all the swearing. No, that's, a, that is, that's an insane take. Really. <laughs> Why? What? what do you mean? I mean, because Margot because, Robbie already did the definitive version of that character. Yeah, Margot, Margot Robbie's version of that character. Even even if Gargoyle comes along and and nails it, she's done like the Heath Ledger Joker version of that of that character. I see, I, no, it, I'm not. I'm not sure. I agree. I think maybe it's just it, not it, quite. No, because no, it was it, wide, yeah, widely beloved. The only reason why a Harley Quinn is being considered for this movie is because Margot Robbie did that character hugely successfully. It just didn't convert into box office um, beyond the first Suicide Squad movie, which unfortunately around her was an utter piece of shit. But like mm. as a piece of pop culture iconography, uh, Robbie did it. She yeah. She crushed it. And I don't need to feel sorry for Margot Robbie because I think her career is in pretty good shape. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got yes. Barbie coming out soon. We had the first images of, uh, yeah, of Ryan Gosling as Ken released today to the internet's 
in, in mild interest, I would say. The internet was <laughs> mildly interesting. That's what like, The so. gray um, man himself. <laughs> so that was... Um, getting, his, getting his shirt off. That was uh, Joker 2 news. So um, we can, can look it, forward can to those also, Oscar nominations in a year's also time. Just, is it going to be fucking exhausting for the next two or three years to be talking and thinking about both this fucking movie with the with the Joker and and Barry Keegan in the Batman, it's just this. No. Oh, so much Joker. Only, only <laughs> so if you much en- Joker. Only if you engage with it, Reese. Uh, we well, have to. We do a podcast about no, it. No, no, but no, no. We do a podcast about it, but we don't. We you don't have to engage with the nonsense. Let listeners. Okay. I would encourage you to listen to this podcast where we'll talk about it. Now we'll probably forget what we thought about it, and then in two <laughs> in a year, two years time, when those movies come out, we'll go. Oh yeah, they did. That was happening, wasn't it? Oh cool. Okay, let's talk about the trailer. <laughs> that's the best way to handle it. Yeah, well, you guys have you guys have kids. I think maybe that's more you could get them easier. I, I, I probably will think about this shit. Uh, Stay offline, everyone. <laughs> in the shower and then just walking around, you know. Um, okay, well let's let's move on to uh, another movie that uh, Reese can think about in the shower. It Here we is, go. Um, well, two movies, I guess. The <laughs> Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse sequels. Um, they, uh, they were at the, let me read this right. The first day of this year's Anansi International Animation Film Festival, um, which I, I don't think people were plugged into. So it was nice that a bit of news came out of this. Uh, they screened some new footage from the Spider-Verse sequel and, um, it debuted a first look at the villain of the movie, um, who will be The Spot, who is voiced by, uh, Jason Schwartzman, who, um... You know, I'm sure I'm sure we'll give good weaselly villain voice. Um but James, do you wanna do you wanna tell us a little bit about the spot as a character? Yeah, he's kind of uh, kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like his um you know, he's one of those sort of mad scientist characters who I don't know, he built a portal laser or something and it blew up and covered him built in, a portal laser something. <laughs> yeah, like it t- gave him the ability to open up portals in space um but also you know he's like permanently fused with them so you can you can sort of tell how they would get the translate the sort of mad animation style of spider-verse into something fun using this villain so he is he is a marginal villain though i'm yeah yeah it's a real yeah. It's a real deep dive, isn't it? It's not It's uh, like it's like having a Fantastic Four movie and them going, Yeah, the the trapster is the main villain. Yeah, the difference You're is like, this what, is the, the guy with the yeah. glue gun? Okay. The difference is this is the, like the ninth Spider Man movie or whatever. So they've just they've done everybody. They've done most of them two <laughs> or three times. So that's yeah. why we've got in the spot. <laughs> and I think I think it's a good choice, to be honest, because it, it gives them gives them somewhere to go that, you know, we haven't been before. Because he's uh he's like the the image that they released is of like a white suit with black spots on it, and yep. Spider Man is kicking him in one of the spots, and it look and his and his foot has gone straight through <laughs> and kicked Spider Gwen in the face. Yep. Um, I was I was reaching around yesterday because I was like, I am familiar with this character, but I can't remember where from. And James, I think it was the Jessica Jones relaunch. Where you know okay. when yeah. was it when they brought back Jessica Jones without Bendis for the first time? Maybe um, I don't know, or maybe it was with Ben. I can't remember, but like it was, it was like I think it was her first like full solo series since um, 
whatever the one was that followed on from Alias. After the, after the Pulse, yeah. Yeah, I think um, it was her first solo series after the Pulse, and I'm pretty sure he's the villain in the first in the first arc. So maybe it was because it's a, he's a Bendis character, right? No, no, oh, no is he no, not? He's much older than he's older. Yeah. Bendis stuff, yeah. Um, but he's just been used by Bendis, or was it by someone else? It, he was definitely used by Wade and Samney in Daredevil. That's that's the most recent appearance right, okay. I remember that's worthy of mention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I came across him in Jessica Jones, where he was like, um, he was like a. I thought he was like quite a good like first arc villain, like creepy. His powers, are, his powers are like one of those naff villains who. But if you put enough thought into it, his his powers can actually be quite. You know, they they yeah, quite, quite inventive, yeah. Well, inventive, and also yeah. that like quite hard to fight, yeah. And because he can like reach through his little portals as well, can't he? And escape places, and mm-hmm. yeah, and like, you know, spy he might just people and... teleport your arm off or something. Like, there's a <laughs> there's a lot he could do that is not good. He's basically got Doctor Strange's little portals, but they all exist on his body. Yeah, and they're sort of permanently fused him as well. So it's he's a tragic yeah. component. Um, I thought, I thought that, um, I thought that uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine was the bad guy. Of of this, did uh, does they announce that? I thought he was in it. I didn't realize he was I a think, bad guy. Yeah, he, he was the post credits. He was the post credits of the original Spider Verse. I don't. I don't think they ever announced he was going to be a bad guy there. I thought He's they announced that he is. He is a major part of this of these two movies. He, he is. could still um, be. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, he is, and it's Oscar Isaac voicing him, and yeah. But I don't think. Oh, I don't please think to be doing British voice. Please be doing British voice. Oscar Isaac, reuse it, bro. Reuse it, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, body mate. Anyway, I thought that was I thought that was encouraging news. It, it, it was like, oh, that there there is something fun and inventive and a little bit different. Um, which you know, you trust them that there will be. And um, and yeah, Jason Schwartzman feels like good good, good villain voicing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> When's that one out? Is it out? That's out this year or early next? Because they've they've it, delayed they've it. They pushed right? it back to next year, right? Okay, cowards. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's been pushed back, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, should we talk about a couple of movies that are return, uh, returning slash return to theaters? Um, nah. <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home uh, returning with an extended cut back to back to cinemas with a really cringy <laughs> like Spider Man with even more totally awesome fun bits, guys. Teenagers, please come and give us your money. <laughs> um, but obviously, what we really want to talk about is Morbius returning to theaters. <laughs> which, which, right? I, I, I am a bit of a grump on the internet, right? And when I first saw this Morbius stuff and Morbin time trending and like some like what? In fact, I think my first my first encounter with it was someone who'd posted the entirety of. Morbius on Twitter as a uh, like as as a thread yeah, as a th- <laughs> as a thread in two minute chunks. Yes, and I was and I was like, oh, what's uh, I was I like just my my immediate like gut reaction of anti piracy, like even Morbius doesn't deserve that. But then I realised what the joke was, <laughs> and that the internet had collectively decided to start making fun of Morbius with the joke of like we can convince Sony that actually we liked this movie. And um, somehow it worked. Yeah. <laughs> and Sony re-released it. 
and it bombed for a second time. <laughs> and then people set up a <laughs> set up a petition to release it for a third time with a no Sony, seriously, we were all just busy that weekend. Please re-release it and we promise we'll come this time. Didn't it made something like eighty five thousand dollars on its release, which is hilarious. It made something like less than the fifth weekend of the Fantastic Beasts movie. Yeah, it was you know, like wasn't doing an, well in the first place. It was an average of like sixty dollars a screen or something, which it's is like, like you know three people or whatever. It's like Hollywood still hasn't learned from when they uh, they made they snakes people, on a plane. I was going to say snakes on a plane, yeah, yeah, but people were still like they're like oh internet interest equals boffo bo, uh, <laughs> and and I guess that maybe the difference now is that at the very least that interest was sincere whereas this interest is like a meme it's like it's not real i mean yeah, I, it was just I'm, a massive troll job i'm sure most of the people that were memeing out morbin time and morbius stuff haven't never saw the movie didn't want to see the movie it, <laughs> it does this thing which happens with memes it becomes it just is becomes a, a life of its own it's and it's, then there was there was that weird thing where like it. Jared Leto posted a picture of himself with the script for Morbius 2, it's yeah, Morbin see, Time. I was, I was I on board like until that. that happened. As soon as that happened, I was like, well, no, this, is, this isn't for you. But then you're like, wait, hang on, are you in on the joke? Because you re- I, I don't think you are fully in on the joke, because yeah, this is, Jared this, Leto. That, was, that was time to the weekend of the re-release. So yeah. I, think he, I think it was like part of the, I think he was like, oh, I'm joining in. <laughs> they like yeah. me. They really like me. Yeah. Like, oh. Sally, Sally Field on the Oscars. <laughs> you like me. <laughs> like, dude, so um, These are fucking Trump voters. They they they're, they're just and they're trolls, incels. They're born to burn everything. I just want to check though. Uh, d- did you go and revisit that three star movie? I don't revisit. I when it's in the box. If it's in the letter box, so it's in the box. It's in the box. It's a sealed box. So no, I, but I mean, given early. given that you know you would you know three stars recommendation were you Correct, uh, yeah. were you back for round two? Did they? Did they? Re- I don't think they released. Oh, it, who knows? No one actually fair. paid attention. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to politicians. Aren't, I'm going to give you an answer them. So I don't. I don't believe I could have. I had the chance to. I couldn't have joined my. My group of seventeen-year-old uh, teenage girls, in, and it was just us in the theatre. We couldn't have had a kind of a reunion in the OD in Richmond. Unfortunately, unfortunate. Um, okay, uh, so that I sat was... apart from them. Just to be really clear, I sat like I wasn't with them. They were in the. They were at the back. I was at the front by myself. I mean, that doesn't make it better, but it was two separate groups. We weren't friends. We're not friends. You know? We need to. We need to move on from Morbin time, and we need to move over to uh, the Old Guard Two, which. Um, I'll be honest, I really liked The Old Guard, but I'd kind of forgotten that this was happening. And this was uh, a nice little reminder that it that it is still actually happening, um, although, albeit with some changes. So um, Gina Prince-Bythewood <laughs> is not returning Don't to worry, direct. Calm down. <laughs> uh, so this time we've got Victoria Mahoney uh, directing. Um, and joining the cast, so I think I think basically all of the main cast are back. So, Sholly's, Kiki Lane, Matteo Schoenhartz, Marwan Kanzari, Luca Marinelli, uh, Victoria No, and uh, Chewie. Um, they are all joined this time by Uma Thurman and Henry Golding. Um, and that seems like good casting to me. That feels like for for both of you know, it's it's name it's recognizable names but also probably people who are at the a stage of their career where a straight to netflix action movie is like what they should be signing on to do 
Well, that's a burn on Golding. <laughs> well, it's a burn on, Golding who's, on Golding who's 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 had <laughs> a wrong, you, know, you know who's had a, a a string of bombs after looking like he would he might have been the guy. I think we'll probably just picked the wrong projects coming off of Crazy Rich Asians, right? You didn't think GI Joe? What's it called? GI Joe's GI Joe's Origins Mystery Stories Beginnings. Snake what Eyes. Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Yeah. That you didn't love it. <laughs> I don't think anyone saw that. I think less people saw. Obviously, it was like, and it was a, and it was a real pandemic dump of a movie as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, th- I think Henry Golding is limited, but like has enough charm uh, to 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 be you know getting by in a movie like this. And obviously, Emma Thurman's great. She's just probably uh, at a different stage in her career. But yeah, I, I, um, I love all of that, and I, I love the first movie. I thought it set itself up for a sequel really well. Um, I can't remember. Did you guys read? Did you guys read any of the, or have you read any of the oh, further comics? I've read the first comic and the second comic, although I cannot remember a single thing about either. <laughs> so if I were to say, who could these characters be playing in what we presume is a continuation of the comic story? The answer for no. you, James, is yeah. no. Sorry, yeah. bud. <laughs> memory I hole. just, I just read the first one, so I've got nothing for you. You've got no excuse, and you've got no excuse. You know, you've got you've you, you wouldn't be expected to know. Whereas I'm afraid, James, that's that's a real dropping of the ball. Am I imagining? Did Greg Rucker write the screenplay for the movie? He did. Yeah. yeah. Is he back for this one? Because the first one was quite a close adaptation of that comic, like really yes, almost beat for beat. Yes, he is. Yeah. So it's likely that will happen again. Okay, so bit of homework for James this time next month. Come on, James. Come on, <laughs> come on. six weeks, mate. Come on, come back and let me know exactly who beat those two characters are playing. <laughs> Wait, maybe when I do my everyone episode, you also do an episode recapping that second book of Old Sure. So we'll okay. Do a, we'll do a co-release. <laughs> Don't try and don't try and drag me into your. <laughs> no, doom. now this is it's just a co project now for me and you. It's a group project, and so if if it fails, it's on equally on it. It's on both of us. So that's cool. That's useful. For okay, me. deal. <laughs> okay. Um... Now the, the the crazy thing you might do, James, you might fucking do that. You might now do that episode. You might force my hand. You you crazy bastard. You might do it. <laughs> no. Um. Let's move on to our next piece of news. I'm just uh, seeing. I think that I, I think so far we have a hundred percent hit rate of me saying okay, and then gearing up to move to the next story, and then Reese having one little extra thing to say. <laughs> okay, that's kind of the vibe of the show. Well, funny. we'll see what happens on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I have enjoyed about this next story um, the most is uh, seeing friend of the podcast Al Kennedy. Uh, becoming increasingly irate as people cover this story online. Um, Marvel Studios are apparently um, developing a Thunderbolts movie, which, you know, comes as no surprise given some of the kind of machinations that have been going on in the MCU to set up a Thunderbolts type of movie. Um, a, a, A man by the name of Jake Schreier, um, will apparently direct it, and it appears that like not a lot of uh, not a lot is known of, about the movie beyond that, other than it's a Thunderbolts movie. So uh, I'm just going to try and tick off as much of this as I can uh, that would annoy Al. Um, so this is uh, Marvel trying to do the Suicide Squad. 
Um, <laughs> basically, uh, I, th- I think the kingpin invented the thunderbolts, and oh, he, oh, he's, he sent them on him, and he was like, "Oh, all of you bad guys, get together!" and um, uh, and then um, they're, they're named after Thunderbolt Ross as well because he has something to do with the formation <laughs> of them. Oh, and um, and and the, the original team was um, it was the Red Skull and Malekith and uh, the Winter Soldier um, and um, uh, the, the Flag Smasher um, and uh, and they've and they've gone on to do some pretty evil stuff in their time. But what you really need to remember is that they're just a cheap knockoff mm-hmm. of the Suicide Squad. Have I got all of that right? Yeah, the thing is, people are going to hear that and they're going to think that some of that is real. <laughs> I was stretching for stuff that I was a hundred percent wasn't true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Al on the House to Astonish podcast, they've been doing a like a spin-off on that feed called the Lightning Round, where they've been reading through the original run of Thunderbolts. Um, and it's fair to say that that's not the vibe, but also the 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 interesting thing about the Thunderbolts in the MCU is that it it could end up resembling something like a Suicide Squad knockoff in that it might just be taking a lot of baddies and putting them on a team together, you know, based on who's available that's already been created in the MCU. Or it could be something slightly different. So Deadline's article threw out characters that could include Baron Zemo, US Agent, uh, Yelena Belova, Ghost, Taskmaster, The Abomination, uh, The Winter Soldier. And it it felt very much like it was just throwing out names there. Well, a lot of those names have actually been on Thunderbolts teams. Well, yes, and I'm sure that that's what someone's done. They've cross-referenced MCU characters and who's been on a Thunderbolts team. You would have to imagine, though, the most likely scenario is that the Thunderbolts in the MCU will probably be the... The content, the team, the team that the Contessa is currently assembling in the background of these movies and TV probably. shows. Pro- Can I, I'm, probably, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewind to do a brief history. Do it, yeah. Do, do, do it. Do an actual Thunderbolts yeah. history for the so, listeners. <laughs> the the actual history of the Thunderbolts is that in their original incarnation, there was a crossover that moved a bunch of the Marvel heroes over to another comics company for a year. <laughs> Um, and so Iron Man, Captain America, all those guys, basically your your classic Avengers teams plus the Hulk, got sucked into a different universe and were therefore absent from the main Marvel universe. And while this happened, a team of villains went, well, there are no Avengers. Let's pretend to be heroes so that we can get the public's trust and then use that to, you know, betray them horribly and take over the planet. And led by Baron Zemo, right? Yes. But the the kind but of not in a different guise. He yes, led by Bar- Citizen Bar- V, right? Citizen V, yeah. And that those group, that group of fake heroes. I guess part of the twist is some of them remained remained committed to villainy, but some of them went. Huh, actually, it's kind of nice being seen as heroes. Yeah, and one of them, Moonstone, was like, "I'm still a villain, but I really don't want to run the planet because that sounds like a lot of work." Yeah. Um. And then I guess one of the other things to know is that that it was a it was a big twist for audiences at the for readers mm. at the time that 
So it was just introduced as here is issue one of a new super a superhero team in the Marvel Universe. They're mm-hmm. the Thunderbolts. And it's at the end of issue one you find out actually it's... The Masters of Evil. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, I wonder whether a nice twist on that in the MCU would be, you know, if you're going to use any established characters, we're going to know that they're not heroes, right? Mm-hmm. So, But then the twist would be that the the world of the comics thinks them to be heroes. So they're introduced as a, as a superhero team within within the MCU, but we as an audience know that they're not. Yeah, I mean, the, the Thunderbolts concept sort of evolved over time. Like, it's been, there have been various different versions. However, I think the one that's going to inform the movie most is probably the sort of Dark Avengers period where Norman Osborn was Iron Patriot. And basically promoted a bunch of the Thunderbolts, which was the team he'd previously been running, to be like he became the head of Shield, and then basically went well. Okay, I'm going to promote you guys. You're going to be the official Avengers now. Um, so the idea of maybe taking characters like US Agent um, and saying, you know, you're going to be the government-sponsored superhero now. And we know that he's not a great guy, but but they did that in the show. I mean, they just did that, that in the show. They, to that story, they yeah. they've burned that story, in my opinion. If that's you know, I think I think that's probably right. But they also they could give him a new identity. Like, I think part of the part of the problem with doing the is are they heroes and then they turn out to be evil? Is that if they cast what's his what was his name? Um, uh, why Russell? <laughs> If they cast Wyatt Russell, we immediately know, okay, he's playing that character and he's a bad guy. Well, so, they, they, I don't think that show knew that, James. So that's quite a leap to say that we know it. Yeah. I he don't got, know. I just, He I got think a hero moment sign off. He did. He did. Um, yeah. And similarly, like Florence, like, you know, Florence Pugh, or let's see what they do with, see what they do with Tim Roth and, Tim Roth and She-Hulk. But even, even Baron Zemo, like kind of, got his his villain edges rounded off a bit and that that takes away from the core sort of premise of the thunderbolts it's almost like if you're gonna if you're going to if it's going to be anti-heroes you know because it's in both the original thunderbolts particularly the baron baron zemo and in the dark avengers sort of thread there are multiple characters in those teams that are proper proper wrongs proper villains right would it be fun that gives the story that's the story engine whereas would it be fun to do a full-on twist on it where you introduce a new team of heroes who fully have the intention of being heroes but (laughs) they've all they've all got enough going on that they're like actually (laughs) i think think we might like to fight the superheroes instead yeah that would be good i mean the the thing personally speaking personally my (laughs) this is the first time you were speaking before (laughs) on a professional basis (laughs) the the version of the film that i hope we get is all new characters introduced as heroes but turn out to be secretly villains. I don't think they're going to do that. I think we're going to see Wyatt Russell in there. I think we're probably going to see Florence Pugh in there. Um, so under those circumstances, fair enough. I do. I will point out that I. I think I even said this back in you know the sort of post Endgame era, but the fact that you now have a Marvel Cinematic Universe without Captain America, and or rather without Steve Rogers and without Tony Stark. You, you've, um, you know, without Wonder, even without Vision, you've got you've got a vacuum where the top tier superheroes used to be. 
Mm. And that was the Thunderbolt story, which is that there is a gap in the hierarchy. The public wants someone to believe in. We're going to take advantage of that. And so I hope that aspect of the concept makes it in there. Although, I, although in the comics, you know, I think Heroes Reborn hits, and then Thunder. I think Thunderbolts one is like the next month, or that that's there's a proper you can you can you know one fills right into the shoes of the other. Whereas, yeah, sure. You know, by the time this movie comes out, what Endgame would, would might be sort of four or five years away, and and yeah, there's no there's no sense in these MCU projects that we see currently that there is an Avengers team in, or even any kind of. This is the there's team, no Shield. Like, there's no Avengers. There's no Avengers, or at least there's no obviously public active version of the Avengers and if there is it's an Avengers without the big guys on so it seems like it seems like without them I guess but well it seems like the closest to that in the MCU right now is the you know is the 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 gaggle of people we see at the end of Shang-Chi right with with Wong Mm -hmm. and uh and Hulk and uh was it Captain Marvel off Earth was it yeah 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 uh so maybe you know Maybe that's the closest we've got to it. But yeah, I think you're right, because I, I do think there is probably a top-tier vacuum in the MCU that we've just not... Because you, you kind of are like announcing a bunch of characters as a, a, a tier lower down by doing Disney Plus stuff with them rather than movie <laughs> stuff. And then the movie stuff has been like a bunch of new characters... Doctor Strange, but a Doctor Strange who was kind of on the back foot for the entire movie and isn't even the Sorcerer Supreme, and yeah, and I and I do I, I think that the the probably is yeah, I, I think this I think that's a that's a way to do that movie is to like have some new guys come in and go we're going to take charge because it's all just a bit too messy at the moment. I do um I do just want to caveat on that by saying one of the reasons they might avoid that is because that's sort of what they did with Mysterio. Mm. Like that, that was the Mysterio mm. plot in, in Far From Home. Was I the new Iron Man? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. Uh, next piece of news is there was a trailer for Netflix's The Sandman. And guys, before the podcast... I hadn't seen this trailer, and you guys were like, oh, do you need to watch it, Joe? And I was like, well, I do need to watch it because I'm going to talk about it. Anyway, I watched it, and I don't really know what to say about it. So can you two talk mm-hmm. about Sandman for a couple of minutes? <laughs> I will say this about San- that Sandman trailer. If you don't know the premise of Sandman, it does nothing to sell you on what's happening in it. I didn't. I could. I really, I, I was like, this seems like... There is a there is a character who is is probably the Sandman, and it looks like he's back, and that some <laughs> he's stu- back from somewhere. Some stuff has happened. Morpheus has escaped, um, but yeah, that I I I, I it, it all looks it just it looks a little bit generic to me so far. I mean this this came out during Netflix's Geeked Week or whatever they were oh, calling it, like yeah. Geekapalooza. I don't know. <laughs> the, whatever cringest fuck name they had for it but um i th- i think this trailer is aimed at people who have read the comics and are just going like here are some effect shots and here is your lead actor playing the guy they'll do a proper trailer soon hopefully because it's out in august to me it felt a bit like like late stage net you know people refer to like late stage capitalism a bit like late stage netflix i'm not saying netflix is going anywhere anytime soon but well, it's like it's, it's, it's no. not going forward but the timing of it is is weird. like the timing is weird. Like they should have made we, oh, we've talked about this before. But they should have made a Sandman thing, you know, ten years ago, fifteen. Mm-hmm. They probably I'm sure they they tried to but couldn't. 
uh, the it it just doesn't look it doesn't look particularly expensive. There's no big stars in it, and and because it's Netflix, it's probably going to be you know if, if it can make it to five seasons of thirteen episode stretched out seasons that look a bit low budget at times, um, and that they don't market enough, and they just hope will grab onto fans <laughs> that are probably twenty years too old to to be watching. You know, it just it just all feels not quite thought out, not quite thought through enough. You know, a bit a bit. Well, we're continuing to just throw shit at the wall, and oh, here's a bit, here's a an IP that I guess we can pick up on the relative well, cheap yeah. because and, some film production company wanted to sell it on. We'll grab that. We'll make it on the relative cheap, and sure, fuck it. We've lost, we lost, you know, we've lost the Marvel staff, and we and the Miller World shit isn't doing anything. So I'm yeah, not sure. I'm, I'm, I, I, I mean, I don't know about the budget. I, I don't know if it looked cheap to me, um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I think probably the the Netflix strategy is you spend a lot of money on the stuff that, that has proven itself successful rather than the rather than the first batch of anything. Um, like a Squid Game uh, reality show with a $5 million <laughs> reward. Something like that. Yeah. Or like uh, literally month-long episodes of Stranger Things. Well, I was going to say, and pun very much intended, the dream, surely, for Sandman is that it it, it becomes a Stranger Things. And it, and it does it does look like, you know... it. Like it, that trailer would sit nicely alongside the trailer for the latest season of Stranger Things. Um, yeah, a little bit, a, a, you know, a little bit more mythology and involved. But you know, Stranger Things, they're already saying like, you know, this is this. You know, we will. We're wrap bored up, of this. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we will wrap up Stranger Things, and although the story of Eleven will end, we will continue telling stories in the Stranger Things universe. Stranger like, Things. Yeah. Uh, because that's that is like their IP, right? That is the Netflix IP, and I'm sure mm-hmm. if that they can stum- Name another, right? stumble across another one of them, and if it happens to be Sandman, then my God, there is a lot of there's a lot of stuff that they could potentially adapt. And I don't spin- think this will make it past two right? seasons. I don't think this will make it past two seasons. There's my there's my um, this this one won't it won't connect enough, and it won't be good enough. And they will do a second season, and then it it's, I mean, it's that's it's fine. tough to say because I I don't think that's entirely baseless. But also, Neil Gaiman has a lot of TV success behind him. He's a big name. Does he? In, I mean, American he's Gods, had American Gods. Wind. I mean, a four season fight in the wind, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, what's the Amazon show? Good Omens. Good Omens. Yeah, sure. People like that enough, but they're doing a second season based off of. I know his post-it musings from yeah. <laughs> twelve years ago. That's that's it. I mean, right? There's no other big Neil Gaiman, and and it's not like he he's not hands off. He's not he's no Alan Moore. He's like, yes, don't worry. I'll I'll write this. I'll write you know half the episodes, and people are like, oh yeah, fine Neil, fine you can do that. And then you know it's it doesn't it, they don't seem to connect. I think we'll know very clearly, you know, midway you know after that first weekend that it has on the service because it does seem like shows with this level of ambition. I don't really feel like any of them have buzz coming in. They all kind of like, they live or die based on that first weekend week on the service. And if there is enough interest, then, you know, it keeps getting pinned to the top of the homepage. And if it's high quality enough, Netflix will go, all right, people are actually engaging with this. But if they can see, you know, based on the, based on their viewing stats that people are, you know, 80% of viewers are checking out before episode two, then, there it is. It's gone. Um, let's invest, what I was going to say. Let's put let's put Tiger King back to the top of the page. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say as well is that like Neil Gaiman isn't isn't no one. Like 
he's he's had a massive literary career for 30 years uh. like he wins all the awards like he is huge with parents and their kids so I, if anyone can turn that into you know success on Netflix, it's got to be him. Sure. See now, I, I feel like that no. his, his level his level of popularity is the thing that will give you four series of a show no one really likes on a, on, <laughs> on, base, on basic cable, yeah. right? Because on HBO. there is because, no because there isn't because there is enough uh, like uh, of a built in audience that some people will always turn up. But I don't think like he has mainstream cut through, and I don't think this this property has mainstream cut through. So I think no. it will. And I think Netflix it really are ruthless will. as well. They are so yeah. ruthless with everything. Well, it's you know if if you're going to be you know if you you're looking at a season two where you go in like we're going to want to spend you know between five and ten million dollars an episode on this, <laughs> then. Yeah, I think you need people are going to have to find it beyond that core nerd fan base. Yeah, well, I mean, that's sort of what I was saying, though, is that I think Gaiman is so popular that people will turn up for it. And there are going to be so many people who don't read comics who go, well, I love his books, so I'm going to check out his TV show as well. I think as well, the other thing you'd say is, of all the stuff he's, uh, maybe, James, you'll correct me on this, but I'll make the statement anyway and come at me, bro. Of all the stuff he's that's really been the Neil Gaiman projects, other whether books or comics, it is the the Sandman is the has the Sandman persists. That is probably the project that that connected the most with with people. And if this if this adaptation respects the source material, you know that there's I haven't read it myself, right? But there's clearly something in that source material that that absolutely lands with people. And maybe they they just if they could just do that. Then, then they have good. They have good raw material there, um, but nothing from this trailer. Again, having not watched, having not read the comic, <laughs> nothing from the trailer. It compels me to watch it. Yeah, from, from just to watched. just to speak about the trailer specifically, it looks. Uh, I look at it and go, I can recognise which scenes they're doing here. Mm. Um, okay, I can't. I can't get particularly excited about the TV show based on this because I just don't know what it's gonna what it's gonna be like when it's actually strung together. Um, Jenna Coleman as Joanna Constantine is interesting because in Constantine, sorry, in the in the books, Joanna Constantine is a uh, ancestor of John Constantine. Um, for whatever reason, in the TV show, they're bringing her into the present day. I don't know if that means John Constantine doesn't exist or whether they're sort of parallel versions. Um, well, she, what I will say she, is. Je- Jenna Coleman is not who I imagine when I think of Jenna of uh, Joanna Constantine. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know whether it's going to work. But, or they, not. but is John is John Constantine a supporting character in in the comics? Yeah, he turns up in the comics. Yeah. But so is it? I wonder whether they might have just gender swapped, essentially gender swapped his character in the comics, and she's playing that role in the show. Maybe. Yeah. Well, he's only he's only cameoing. Oh, okay. He he only cameos in the comics, and Joanna Constantine is in it quite significantly. But you know, in the seventeen hundreds or whatever. Uh, okay. So why do you think she's in the present though? What gives you that impression from the trailer? Because she's dressed in modern clothes, not like Regency era dresses. Um. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Let's move on to something that we know millions of people are going to be watching. 
Uh, and we, uh, yeah, we promise that this section will go longer than our discussion of the first trailer. It's Thor: Love and Thunder, which, mm-hmm. had, another, which had another trailer. James, yeah, it did. Um, I like this one. Yeah, we got to we got to meet Gore the God Butcher. Yeah. Um, oh, this is the bad one. Sorry, this is the bad trailer for me. Yes, I like them both. This is the one with the bad joke at the end, and Gore looks weird, and actually just some bad jokes in general. Uh, yes, that's my opinion. Um, I my my take on this was um, you know a lot more of the same, uh, but I I loved the Gore design. I was like, oh, this this looks fun. Um, and I loved all the stills they released to that character and him doing all of these weird little <laughs> expressions. I do, um, I do like the idea of getting Thor, like the ultimate jock, to fight like a weird Marilyn Manson goth. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. good idea. Yeah. Well, it it it, it is all. I, I do always think it's fun to mix up that type of villain. Like, it's. You know, it's very rare that you'll watch a Bond movie where Bond is fighting against someone who's like his physical equal. That's mm-hmm. not that that doesn't tend to be the direction they go. Whereas in superhero movies, it's the opposite, right? It's yeah. it's first movie you fight literally a, a mirror version of yourself. Yeah, and your evil one, version. Second one, maybe like a beefy, a, a beefed up, even stronger version of yourself. Um, and then yeah, so I I like. Yeah, I like this idea, and I like the idea of maybe just someone... It it seems like, from this trailer, that they are really, really heavily going after that Jason Aaron run, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, directly, like, you know, we saw shots in the first trailer, but this feels like, plot-wise, it probably is going to be the gore arc. From from what I've read, I haven't read all of that, but I've read some of it, but it, it felt like what I was reading online was... There is a lot that feels like it's coming from the God, the God Butcher arc of the Jason mm-hmm. Aaron stuff. Jason Aaron stuff. Yeah. Um, so, Reese, what's, still, what's, you know, what's your beef with the with the gore design? No, I want it. I think more. I'm just. It was a while ago now. I haven't rewatched it, but I just remember the jokes feeling the jokes feeling flat in the way that they didn't in, in the first one. Um, and I also kind of felt like the second trailer. I mean, it's just what happens to trailers, but gave. Uh, I kind of liked, I was excited to, I thought they, that the mystery of who, um, you know, who, of, of Jane Foster Thor was going to be more, a bit more, and it probably might still be a first act sort of moment, but I felt like this second trailer just gets you there really quick. And, and then you've got this, you know, this suggestion of, of, of a love, of a love, you know, connection between those two and chemistry. And I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know if that, I'm going to have to be convinced. I think that because I just don't remember those two performers having much chemistry with each other in in my memory of the first two Thor movies. It's not like I'm I'm not here shipping yeah, those he, two characters. You know, he was playing a fundamentally different character in those first two movies. He he really was like, uh, and and then she just got, especially in that second movie, got really done dirty by the script. <laughs> no sure, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna have to be convinced. I'm gonna if the movie is. Is a real uh, uh, is another is a romance between those two, which it could be a proper, you know, a proper spine to the film. Uh, I'm just gonna it's gonna take some convincing. I think that's all. Um, um, another MCU movie that is that is heavily connected to this is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and uh, that movie has apparently uh, cast um, a couple of new characters. Um, Daniela Melchior, who is in 
the Suicide Squad is uh, it was good in that movie. Um, yeah, is going to have a role in in Guardians Three, and then uh, Maria Bakalova from um, who was you know amazing and Oscar nominated for her role in Borat's subsequent movie film. Um, with... <laughs> I forgot she got an Oscar nom for that. That's that's crazy. That's it crazy. is crazy. I, I'd love. To, I, I really wonder whether she she would have. Whether she would have got that nomination in a non-COVID year, or mm. actually whether there would have been a bigger deal about her getting that nomination in a non-COVID year, because I kind of yeah, I, I was I was on board for that nomination. She's amazing in that, yeah, yeah. really, really good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, was it mainly for the Giuliani scene? No, she she's a real. She's, she's a real transformation. She also kind of, she, you know, she kind of got the, the, the arc of the movie is kind of hers. She, yeah. She gets so much to play. She, you, I start off with her and she's in like a cage. Okay. She gets, like she gets to play like a proper comedy mm. character for the first mm. half of the movie. And, um, and then the second half of the movie, the joke is that she transforms into like a right wing Tommy Lauren kind of. Yeah. Political, God. who who would be able to secure an interview with mm. with Rudy Giuliani? Um, okay. Yeah, she's really good. Um, it feels like really good casting for Guardians Three. Um, I don't really Dragon? know. I don't really. What, yeah, maybe. James? Do you think they're going to yeah. do that? Uh, or Lady I mean... Quasar? <laughs> There's so many, you know, garbage, so many bald space garbage D-listers. It could be. What do we What do we know about that movie? It's got Adam Warlock in it. That's pretty and, much it. That's pretty and, much it. And, well, and then in terms of the status quo of the Guardians, Gamora doesn't know who she is, probably. Unless, yeah. Yeah, unless they decide to resolve that off screen, which I doubt. And also, and also, it they, he has, he's talking about it like it's. You know, it's sort of the standard. The conclusion, yeah, yeah the, of, a, of the trilogy. So, therefore, I think we're looking at pieces from the first two movies that will, you know, that, that will come together and end with this. And and the, and presumably, I guess the team will. The team probably, did, you know, it looks very different by the end of the movie. You know, whether Star Lord is is in is leading that team or not. You know, yeah. that's <laughs> Rocket and Groot and maybe Drax <laughs> head off maybe, together. Maybe or it could be like the you know it could be like a moment like the end of um the end of uh, Civil War. Civil War. When like you know the the bit where he's got the the new random team of, of Avengers. Yeah, I, I think I think Chris I think Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana check out of the MCU with this movie. And I I think Dave Bautista as well probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way he's he, talking, yeah. he he did not seem to uh, get on well with them during the whole James Gunn firing, did he? No, quite. Um, yeah, and that, it feels like I don't know. It feels weird this movie, doesn't it? Because it because it has been so long. That first movie was such a phenomenon, and the second one came, you know, in Marvel terms, relatively hot on the heels. Mm. And in the meantime, all goodwill towards Chris Pratt has gone. He was the goofy idiot, and now he is the version of the straight guy in a trailer with Thor, right? Mm-hmm. Like his, it's like, oh, we no, we found someone who does that better. So you kind of need a new thing. But I do think there's, there's so much fun going on around the edges of of that of those movies, and I do still like the Peter Quill character. Um, yeah, I just, I, just see, I guess I just don't know what to expect from that film. You could see James Gunn uh, of, of you know you could see the because uh, also don't forget we've had others you know I kind of feel like in some ways the start that the Avengers um, Infinity War Star Lord sort of 
what he who he was in that it just done him really kind of done him dirty a fair bit you know uh he's he just comes across the performance is kind of bad and he's 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 a bit of a problem in that in the, in that movie in some way he gets to hear a moment but he's he just comes out of that i think diminished and i just wonder whether james gunn and i don't you know, even remember wants to return I, does does he have moments in endgame when they all come back <sighs> not really because no. i don't i don't remember no. him having like a killer moment with like yeah. Thanos or anything. So you could see James Gunn wanting to being like, no, no, I, no, no, I actually turned this guy into a star because of my ideas and my direction. And I turn, and that movie people love a lot because of this performance and the script and the character. And actually I can go, I, I don't want to, you know, that, that thing of James of like comic book writers wanting to kind of put the toys back in the box when they're finished. You know, I think mm-hmm. I kind of feel like in some ways Gunn might want to sort of rehabilitate, the Star Lord character and Chris Pratt in the universe, and whether he dies, he probably won't die at the end. But he will want to. I think he'll want to put that toy back into the MCU box the the way that you know he kind of he had established him from that first movie. So this could be, um, I, I could see that. Although also he's talked about it being like a rocket movie. So so who knows? <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, on the small screen... Uh, Daredevil is apparently being developed for an MCU Disney Plus show. Don't, um, don't fucking don't don't tease don't tease me. <laughs> now, I you know since we had the confirmation of that character in the MCU in Spider Man No Way Home, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, um, the regular amount of fun version. Yes, yeah, I, I, I didn't have too much fun. I felt like there was maybe some fun bits missing. Um, <laughs> uh, but that wasn't one of them. Uh, he was there, it was great. I was happy to see Charlie Cox back. I guess, the, you know, the, the, my thoughts on where what happens with that character moving forwards is he is cameo fodder, or he gets his own movie, or he gets his own Disney Plus series. So if the answer is what they're developing is a Disney Plus series, I have um, a question for you guys. Would you like it to be a continuation of the Netflix series canonically, or would you like it to be kind of a brand new thing? They should they should just adapt the way they should adapt the way Sam the Ark. That's what they should do. Um, and that sh- as a <laughs> show. Be, and then probably after it. that. What? Oh, you, is that what you're going to say? Oh, I was going to say, do the Wade Samley story, send yeah. him to San Francisco, don't talk about the past. Uh, and then, fuck it, after that, do the fucking um, Chip Zdarsky stuff. Chip Zdarsky stuff, because that's what happens the in the, What happens the best in San read. Francisco to that all? Uh, basic, well, I mean, the, the big story that they haven't done with Daredevil on screen is the version where he gets his secret identity revealed and mm. can no longer practice as a lawyer effectively. Would anyone care in the MCU about that? I, I think, they just did that with Spider-Man. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you could do a version of that story where you say, like, he was a lawyer, he's superheroing by day, but 
you know, now you have this whole urban legend of the the superhero superheroing lawyer or whatever. Um, maybe he's quit. And I believe when he goes to San Francisco, he's doing like legal aid, is he rather than rather than mm. being a in court lawyer, um, or working with the DA for some of it? Mm. Yeah, hear me but, out. You know, right, if they're making which we will get to very shortly, She-Hulk attorney at law. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me, colon attorney at law is a new franchiser in the MCU. <laughs> And this is Daredevil, Attorney at Law. And we just do all the MCU, we do, just do all, we just, the, all the Marvel lawyers. Finally, give us the law procedure we wanted. Give us 22 episode seasons. I want four, I want 42 minute episodes with act breaks. Um, Genuinely, I, I would love that. I would love that so much. <laughs> it would be fantastic. Isn't the problem? Isn't the the problem with that is they are they're about to do that with She Hulk. They, they won't do. They won't do no, that no, again. No, 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 no. They're not. Thing, they're right? not okay, going to do case of the week with She Hulk. It doesn't. Yeah, look it like doesn't. That. Look you don't like think? It. No. Okay. It looks like she's a she's a she is a lawyer, and but specifically she's a superhero lawyer, right? We'll yeah. get we'll get to her in a second. But I mean, I I, I don't actually think that that is what they're going to do with Daredevil. No. Right? I, I I imagine yeah, it will be muddy continuity stuff. And it will be him heavily being Daredevil, but a, a bit more watered down uh, without any specific reference to stuff that's come before. Um, do, do you think uh, Eldon Henson and uh, What's-A-Face Karen Page come back? I think they're the two that could. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of the supporting cast were dead apart mm. from that, right? I don't... I, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't think that that um i don't think that that version of bullseye would come back probably no. in fact do you know what i think the more likely thing is you have a supporting cast of those other of those other netflix heroes that you uh, have that you have a supporting cast which uh, super includes friends the luke, super friends luke cage TV and jessica show. jones and and that's <laughs> it um <laughs> <laughs> You've got those three and there were no others <laughs> i i don't care what they do as long as they bring him back and also, my I do care what they do because <laughs> have you guys have you guys uh, been watching Picard? No, no. Because I I love Star Why? Trek and I've always loved Star Trek. It is the thing that made me who I am, which is a massive fucking geek. Um, and when Picard was announced, I was so happy. And then what I've had to do is watch two seasons of Picard, going, "What the fuck have they done?" Why can't they stop? Why can't I stop? And so I sort of hope they don't put Daredevil in the TV show because I love Daredevil so much that I want to see him in a proper movie yeah. and not to have one of these garbage Marvel Plus TV shows. So, but, I mean, so, some of them, but you know, you, you know, we're, we're, Ms. We're, Marvel's pretty good. Ms. Marvel's pretty good. And Ms. Marvel's on right, Ms. Marvel's on right now with, yeah, and you I know, forgot the other ones. Ms. But with, with, Disney with, Plus Marvel shows, excellent. Ms. Marvel is on right now. I but you know, with a, ideas are not connected with an actual promise baked into Ms. Marvel of you will see this character in the Marvels. Right. And so I don't know what, what if you got a daredevil show, James with a baked in promise of, you know, he will be co-lead in the next, I don't know, who would the hero be? Spider-Man <laughs> Spider- <laughs> movie. 
Here's a pitch. Da- Daredevil is Spider-Man in the Thunderbolts. Oh. I mean, I just I don't want them to He's bring right. Daredevil. I don't want them to bring Daredevil back and then do six hours of muddy bullshit like we got with Hawkeye or whatever. I mean, James. In fairness, you are talking about a character who, across thirty-nine hours of television, <laughs> you got thirty hours of muddy bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like a couple of good bits around it. It just happens to be, yeah, very, just happens to be remember, very good casting. Do you remember that time he fought people in a corridor? Huh? Do you remember that? <laughs> which, which time? Which he did the that? First, the first time. Do you remember that? That um, was good, wasn't it? I they d- could also... Sorry, I was... You know, the other thing they could do is... I feel like in the in the more recent years, they've they've tried to kind of rehabilitate that they... You know, it all, it all, it all happened. You know, like... Um, uh, Star Wars style, and and they just try and sort of rehabilitate slightly lesser lesser um, thought of content from the past. So I'm thinking of like thought the Thor the Dark World stuff in uh, in Avengers, uh, and the the Ant yeah. Mount stuff in Doctor but, Strange. Yeah, yeah, I wonder whether they, you do that with this. What you say is like, no, actually, this is this is season four of Daredevil, and maybe we've you know things have happened to this character in the interim but actually you know those three seasons which by the way you can watch disney plus if you wish that happened that's that's the character that's canon i think it's i think i think it probably will be canon but not mentioned and if they needed to recast bullseye they just would go ahead and do it yeah well they're calling bullseye in the show yeah in in season three he's definitely wilson whatever yeah whatever his name is lester yeah, he's definitely he is definitely. I just think you know with like Anson Mount was a cameo, right? Mm. Which mm. was fun for people who spotted it. Otherwise, it it didn't matter. They've actively um, written over some of the canon of Agents of Shield, and the difference. Yeah, that's and, the one that they don't. They don't and, but the difference between something like The Incredible Hulk and Thor: The Dark World is. Those are movies that starred movie stars that were released in cinemas and had, you know, like and made hundreds of millions of dollars and then have been rewatched X amount of times in box sets and they know how many DVD copies were sold. No one watched Daredevil season three, right? No one watched it. No, I no, it. yeah, but no, <laughs> James watched it. <laughs> I watched it, but it was, aside from, we us, it. Aside yeah. from us fucking nerds, no one remembers that. So, like, no one remembers the deep dive stuff. So, I just don't think they need to adhere it. to it closely. <laughs> and also, they don't need yeah. to think, think, like, well, we are treating this as canon, so we must bring back that actor if we're forever going to do Bullseye. Well, I think it's just as likely that Colin Farrell turns up. They can they can very easily just write it all off as multiverse stuff now, can't they? So yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They don't they don't need uh, to do anything they don't want to. Yeah. New costume, please. New costume. Yeah, new costume would be nice. The heaven. Put him in the right yellow. Red. Put him in the red and yellow costume. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about She Hulk. So um, we uh, we got that trailer, um, you know, shortly after we recorded the last uh, podcast. Um, and so it's been it's been a trailer that's been sitting with people for a while. Um, the show is called She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Uh, we saw Tatiana Maslany. We saw a She-Hulk that does not resemble Tatiana Maslany. Uh, we saw um, the Abomination back. Uh, we saw Mark Ruffalo's um, Hulk. Um, in Hulk form again, which he wasn't when we saw him in Shang Chi, was he? Oh, we saw the we saw the Abomination as well. We saw the. Did we I? Did. What, did, what did I say? 
Oh, I thought you were referring to, sorry, to the look of She-Hulk. Sorry, apologies. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, apologies, I, mate. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we saw we saw all of that stuff. Uh, we saw a brief brief glimpse of um, Jamila Jamil um, as Titania. Titania, okay, yeah. Um, she looks like Titania, a, yeah. She looks like a like a, a wrestler, um, and um, I just couldn't get past the CG guys. I, I as much as I want to, and I re I re rewatched that trailer today. I can't do it. It's it's for me in that two minute trailer. It's insurmountable, and I will be interested to see whether a that is the quality of the CG all the way through that show, and b whether I'm able to get past it whilst watching it because I just think it's so bad, so bad, like video game cut screen bad. I mean, I I, I sympathise. Yeah. I do sympathise, but I think <laughs> I've just I've watched worse and let it get away with it. So, <laughs> but if you watched worse, sharing a screen with you know the 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 fully CG rendered model of Mark Ruffalo's Hulk that was designed for billion dollar movies. Uh no. You've got both you've got both <laughs> of them on screen at the same time. And one of them, you know, has all of the, you know, all of the texture all across his face, and the other one looks like uh, you've put pickle rick f- through a blender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I think bad, it, James, it is so, it's so it, bad. It, I'm not I, saying it's not bad. The, I'm the, just saying the most, I, you know. The most frustrating thing for me about it is the the kind of the revelation when Ruffalo turns up as Hulk is he transforms into Hulk and in the Battle of New York uh, and you're like yeah that's that's Mark Ruffalo that's I I see that guy I see the guy the actor in the CG of the Hulk and for the first time you're able to connect those two and it really works on a on a performance level and you know I genuinely think that that she-Hulk looks more like Evangeline Lilly than it does Tatiana Maslany. Uh, to me, I, I'm, I'm, I didn't have that much of a disconnect. Did you watch any of Orphan Black by any chance? Yeah, I watched like the first season and a half before I was like yeah. so lost in its mythology. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, the performances are so good, but I can't, well, her, and by performances, I mean her multiple performances. Her playing the eight given yeah. characters, yeah. And I love her in uh, Stronger, the David Gordon Green movie mm-hmm. with Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, she would have been probably on my Oscar ballot that year. So I'm, I'm like, all in on Tatiana Maslany, I just yet yeah, could not get past the I, CG. Yeah. I, if anything, this is going to be this is going to be um, he, uh, heres, heresy, heresy. I almost they're going to say the opposite, sort of the opposite, not the opposite, but that a I watch the trailer and I I do sort of see oh that's a CGI bigger hulky version of Tatiana Maslany. My brain just goes with that, and actually that thing that I know people always say about the Avengers and Mark Ruffalo and the Hulk. And I've seen that movie fucking twenty times, and and I don't know. I don't see Mark Ruffalo in the Hulk. That's I, I don't actually. I'm sorry, <laughs> that is I don't. That is insane. I don't. I, I see the face of it, but not the performance. Not like the mannerisms. Uh, no, I mean I don't. He's the Hulk. I don't know. I mean that's. I've watched it many, many times. I, I don't see it in that movie. It's wild. Um, anyway. Anyway, but I, I I do it I do yeah I accept that it you know that this is that it's Tatiana Maslany's performance continues from her human shape into the green she hulk shape I mean can we also say that 
it is it is very possible that that this show has way less Hulk out She Hulk than the trailer sort of is suggesting. Yeah, that's possible that, that, that they're going to sell the. It's possible. The show on... Traditionally, She Hulk has been permanently stuck that way. So. Sure, but, but you know, it, appear, it's... It, it appears like the status quo probably in that show is everyone can transform to and from their Hulk Hulked out version, right? Well, he does. He mentions early on. He says something like, "If you get angry or scared, you'll transform." Hmm. But later on, she's transformed and in control, and clearly not angry or scared. So, I think that might evolve over the course of the series. No, but could it be the you're angry and you're angry and scared, and that's what transforms you, and then she can choose when to transform back? Maybe, yeah. Because also, you know, the, what the show doesn't show us is her origin either. So, how is this character She Hulk? Has she cho- has she chosen to be? You know, I think I... We skip, I think that we jump for. I think whatever the whenever the show starts in the present, she has she has that in her blood. No, I think I think it's the origin. Yeah, mm. although I don't know what version of the origin. I I recently read Savage She Hulk because I was like, you know, I'm not f- super familiar with those comics, so I went and read them. They are so dull, so <laughs> so dull. Like, Is that the um, original run? Is that the John Byrne run? Yeah, it's it's not even John Byrne, like. Stan Lee is credited as the creator, but the writer is someone who I can't even remember his name. Like he was just a sort of jobbing comics guy. Like yeah. Like isn't the I'm isn't gonna the look sort it up. Of, isn't the got? isn't the uh not a sad truth, but isn't there a, 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 some truth to the fact that She Hulk's popularity in the, in the modern day like the the original run of the original years of the character existing it was just like hey what if hulk were like a sexy lady that we can kind of draw we can actually draw quite in you know in quite a cheesecake style and that <laughs> that that is part of the popularity of the character from the off um and they've obviously obviously done way more interesting things with her as you've gone on but you know that 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 is the that's the origin of the well okay the origin of the so the that powers in some ways it's sort of not, it's definitely not the case in Savage She-Hulk. Like in Savage She-Hulk, the writer, who I'm still trying to look up, does a very, he does like a very straight sort of street level crime thing. Mm-hmm. Like um, she's a lawyer, she gets gunned down by the mob and is saved by a transfusion from Bruce Banner and gains like watered down version of his powers, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how... That's how she becomes the She-Hulk. And then the rest of it is sort of just, she she gets angry, she fights a supervillain, and there's this underlying mafia plot, which is just tedious. Um, <laughs> David Craft, with a K, is the writer of the remaining ah. 24 out of the 25 issues of She-Hulk. Um, but you're right that when John Byrne did like brought the character into Fantastic Four and then span her out into her own sensational She-Hulk series. They concentrate a bit more on the sort of cheesecakiness, but in tandem with that, they make her into a character who is more fun and she has the, you know, she's got more comedy in her. She's got like sexiness to her. She does the fourth wall breaking thing where she has like banter with her artist and writer. So that, that kind of stuff is what made her popular. It's not purely like we can draw her, you know, ripping out of her clothes and being basically naked. Although it would be, it would be um, disingenuous to suggest that that wasn't some of the appeal because there's a 
there's a running joke about her skipping naked that there's a cover where she actually does that as like payoff to the joke. And that sells for something like 400 <laughs> quid an issue. <laughs> God. So it's, it's, uh, it's clearly a, a thing. I you think know, we talked about, yeah. I, I was thinking actually, I've got most of the sensational She-Hulk issues. Oh, now's the I was, time. I was thinking time. of doing soon, soon. like a, a read along. Oh, I thought Pro- it meant so. <laughs> probably not. No, probably not podcast, but like a, like a blog for their Patreon. Nobody so reads I, anymore. James. I might, um, yeah, I might Make just do, you know, 500 words on each issue or something. We'll see. Anything, last thing before Joe says we're wrapping up in the night. <laughs> before okay. Joe says okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, he said it. <laughs> uh, is there anything, because I know we've talked about like her talking, her breaking the fourth, fourth wall thing in the comics before, and that that could, maybe this is Alec McBeal, but superheroes. Anything in this trailer that suggests that? I'm going to say no. No, I think, if anything, they might do a one-off joke with it with the idea or maybe in the post credits that might be fun Ooh. but yeah it doesn't look like they're gonna go the full deadpool on it if it is like it to if, not if it is ali but bill with superheroes great I, that sounds I, good I, yeah. I, yeah, right? I, I mean like i, I i'm not right in the show already off. had superheroes he had robert downey jr on it. <laughs> i just I, I'm, I'm not writing the show off i just thought that based on this two minutes i was like oh i i i can't get past the thing that they're showing me <laughs> The, the bottom line for me is, if the writing is good, I'm not going to care that the CGI is bad. Sometimes things kill shows. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there is just something that it, it makes it, yeah. I mean, the CGI in No Way Home was bad, but I did not care, even slightly. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> this, but that, that was... if, they, if they had put Spider-Man in a fucking jet, if they'd made Tom Holland fly a jet, you'd have been all over it. <laughs> okay um it's a reference to top gun i think <laughs> <laughs> Which it's I a just... reference it's a reference to joe's love of practical stunts yeah. um okay uh we'll rattle through the last couple of pieces of news um <laughs> <laughs> made it made it uh because these are these are all ones that are from from weeks and weeks ago now um this is a, a, a piece of news that i think i would go ooh gross if it if it was about someone else um, but Marvel Studios has signed a new licensing deal for Stan Lee's light, uh, likeness rights, mm, uh, which, um, uh, in a quote from Genius Brands chairman and CEO Andy Hayward, we found out, it really ensures that Stan, through digital technology and archival footage and other forms, will live in the most important venue, the Marvel movies and the Disney theme parks. So... Ooh, gross. <laughs> I, I do think ooh gross, but I also think like St- Stanley, if you'd have probably told him, you know, twenty years ago, you can sell your likeness rights after your death to continue. <laughs> to he was going to sell it so quickly. Yeah, he'd yeah, be like, yeah, how how much are they giving me? Uh, sure, Chelsea again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I kind of find with it. I also think it's interesting. Uh, we ha- we haven't talked about this, but uh, you know the. Avengers campus stuff at Disneyland is all really um, ramping up. And I've heard rumors that there might be starts, you know, there might start to be like little cameos and Easter eggs in the TV shows that like <laughs> reference events that are happening on the Avengers campus. Yeah. Oh, God. fuck me. There's already, there's already enough this shit to watch. Oh, maybe go to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Don't do it. 
I'm not getting in the queue. I hate queues. Can't let me do it. Um, so yeah, but I think they're taking. I think they're taking the part. That's where Daredevil's seriously. going to end up. That, he's going to end up in yeah. a theme park. That's where. That's where Cox is going. He's there, like it's the third show uh, of the day. Actually, he Charlie falls Cox. On his helmet. Yeah, Charlie Cox <laughs> takes you around the park. Also, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm stunned it hasn't happened already, but we are going to get so many viral videos of like the actual actor turning up to the Disney parks for a day as yeah. their character and meeting and greeting fans and everyone oh going Oh, God, nuts. oh, God, I'm already tired of it. <laughs> See, now, um, really, I want to go now. I want to go more now. <laughs> and wait, I've got a piece of news that's, that, uh, that James gonna, is going to be... You're going to meet Mantis taking you around the set of <laughs> like agents of shield uh, I, well they redid the tower of terror with the guardians of the galaxy james so um yeah and they've apparently they've they've recently updated that to you know be like uh, up to date with the with the current storylines in the mcu tower, wasn't tower of terror originally done for the well, marvel's oh, okay there was a marvel superheroes island at Universal Studios, and they had a Doctor Doom Tower of Terror, I believe. Uh, it might have been something else. It might have been a Tower of Terror knockoff, but Tower of Terror I just is, can't a, wait is, for... a, is a okay. Disneyland thing. It's okay. a Twilight I just can't wait thing. for the actor who played like, Jasper Sitwell to show me around the diner where Doctor Strange was, <laughs> like Miss America Chavez. Cannot wait. Right <laughs> me up. <laughs> um, a piece of news that James is going to be even more enthusiastic about. Hulu is rebooting the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> James, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just don't even know what to say about that. Why I would you... I, I, this is one that I really don't understand. Like what the impetus is. Like I, I get the thing, IP. the thing about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? Is that they're all public domain. That's it. It's baff- It's so strange, yeah. isn't it? And they can have Winnie the Pooh as well. Winnie the Pooh could be like <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, good idea. You can have Sherlock Holmes but now. They're all they're all public domain, and like, yeah, if you could choose, yeah, you probably don't have Alan fucking Quartermain in there anymore, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the only reason I can see to do the adaptation is, is to if really do Dorian Gray right, justice this time. If you're skewing really <laughs> close, if you skew really close to the comics, yeah, then great. Because those comics are amazing. If you're just adapting the premise, why bother? Well, that's it, and I can't. I can't imagine that on Hulu they're going to be adapting really closely the comics. No, exactly. It doesn't feel like it doesn't. It doesn't. That doesn't feel like a mass market idea. The no. re, it feels like something that was adapted because it was oh, all of these characters that people kind of recognize. Let's do an action movie around them. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, but uh, but also, I mean, just to just to push back a little, you know, Hulu now is now sort of post the Disney reorg, and you know, lots of there's lots of Dis- lots of sh- executive shuffling at Disney. Like Hulu, kind of, I wonder whether Hulu can kind of act as this. It's just, it's the you know it's the Disney streaming platform that isn't Disney Plus. Yeah. We can sort yeah, of yeah. do stuff. We can do other stuff on here that doesn't need to, you know, that doesn't need to connect up with our. We can do superhero stuff on this that doesn't need to connect up with. With the MCU, in fact, yeah, no, I, I, I completely so agree. They can throw, I just, you know, they can they're hedging a bit. Right? I just don't think that a, I don't think that a very literal adaptation of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is a mass market idea. Mm, okay, fair. I mean, I, I think it's better than probably whatever they will fart out, but. Um... <laughs> Um, and then final piece of news that um, again, I don't think I don't think this group is going to be very excited about. We got our synopsis and first look image of the Disney Plus series Echo. 
God. The first look image is of Echo. Um, sat Shock, shocking. Sat, That's a good choice. It's a good sat choice. next to what looks like a forklift truck, and mm. the um, the synopsis um, I wasn't expecting. Um, the origin story of Echo revisits Maya Lopez, whose ruthless behavior in New York City catches up with her in her hometown. She must face her past, mm. reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace the meaning of family and community if she ever hopes to move forward. Okay. The sounds okay. that sounds more like Scout than uh, anything that I've ever seen done with Echo, and it sounds different enough from what they've done with her already that at least I can go like, "Huh, okay, well let's give it let's give it a chance." But you, you would me, you would just, you would yeah. hope that this series had already been thought out and they already had this idea. They, <laughs> you would and, hope, and, and then someone went, "Oh, could we? So could we introduce her in in Hawkeye?" My concern is that when she was in Hawkeye, she didn't have any powers and she didn't have any personality. <laughs> so what am I turning up for? Um, and yeah, as, we'll get... and the Kingpin has not been announced as part of that as part no. of that show. No. Um, yeah, and we'll 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 get to it not on the, uh, this episode on a different episode we're about to record, but Ms. Marvel guys, it's really good, and the. The the main the, what's her name God the star Iman Vellani what a performance yeah. star making and and I, you just I just I just I think about what the Echo Show might be and compare Vellani um, <laughs> with with her with um, unfortunately with the performance in Hulka which I was just the idea that you you watch the dailies of that and you go like we actually need to build a show around this this performer <laughs> I find I find crazy and, that's and a good maybe that's, a... maybe that's really harsh but. Whereas I look at, whereas you, I think you look at Miss Marvel and you go, you watch the dailies from like the first half of episode one and you go, oh yeah, put her in a fucking movie now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a good trailer for our Patreon. Hell yeah. Where we are doing weekly uh, recap episodes of Ms. Marvel. Absolutely. Patreon. And it's patreon.com per- slash cinematic universe. It's the perfect time to do it because it's the end of the episode. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking Ms. Marvel at the moment. Uh, we've got Thor Love and Thunder coming up next month, which, um, Spoiler alert, guys! I've I've just looked, and the release date is the weekend I'm due to move house. So uh, we'll we'll see how that one goes. Maybe that <laughs> maybe that episode arrives about a week late. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, so we've got Thor: Love and Thunder coming up. We're doing Ms. Marvel at, at the at the moment, and we've still got Morbius. So if you caught it on the re-release weekend, yep, or on its third release, you know that episode is still <laughs> sat there waiting for you. Um, and uh, and then yeah, I guess we'll be back with more of this nonsense in July as well on the main feed. Um, so stay tuned for all of that, and obviously keep a big eye out for episode two of Reese uh, Reese Wong Kenobi. No, I've decided I'm going to do a boys recap show, so, uh, the boys <laughs> season three recap show. I've said one Renewed up. for season uh, four, a piece of news that I cut from this episode. Boys is good. Also, what's good for all mankind? Also, hacks. I had a real TV weekend. Oh, hacks is good. Yeah, hacks is good. <laughs> A very excited start on, see, on season two. Yeah, TV actually, I, I TV actually is good. A lot of people have been saying TV is a fail medium. <laughs> in me, on the previous actually, what I've realised recently is actually TV is pretty good. And actually, movies are bad. Can no, not going back. Movie, TV's TV's where it's at. I watched Severance. Marvel's good. I watched yes. Severance and that was great. And I watched uh, Deep Space Nine and that is still great. Interesting. TV's good, not just now, but also four hundred years ago when DS Nine came out. <laughs> TV's good across the whole spectrum. Um... TV's rules. This week I've watched uh, The Cider House Rules, um, Brooklyn, the 2015 movie Brooklyn. Do you remember that with Saoirse Ronan? Yeah. 
Uh, I watched Operation Petticoat with Cary Grant and um, and Tony Curtis. So. That's older than Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> movies, movies. Are I, good. We'd have to che- <laughs> now. We'd have to check. We'd have to check the <sighs> dates on that. I'm not sure if that's Pelican correct. Brief. You guys, I watched the Pelican Brief. I watched. What a great fun time at the movies. I watched Two Frame Roger Rabbit. Ah, oh, great. Yeah, better Watch. than Chip and Dale. I was yeah. that much. Ah. Uh, Chippendale. Maybe a TV lot, movies a lot, is good. A lot mm. of back hair on Bob Hoskins. You don't see that on, on screen so much. <laughs> Listen, I Rest think we're all agreed uh, that we all like hashtag content. So come back for some more of it on our <laughs> Patreon feed. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you. We'll see you over on that feed, hopefully. Goodbye. Goodbye, bonsoir. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.